0: Gentlemen, it's too late with Alan Mosley.
1: Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Blake Osborne,
0: number one producer in late
1: night. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm just I'm, no, I, th- I mean, I try. I try. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna compliment you again. That's, <laughs> I don't that's what that means. Well, I guess um, I'm literally sitting here. We're starting the show and. My my screen here, where uh-huh. I have everything set up, yep. literally just went insane. Oh, really? And told me that it needs to restart.
0: See, what we need to do one of these days is we need to get, like, a feed that comes from that laptop, just so we can see what you're really looking at over there.
1: I mean, the good thing is, is that it doesn't really matter, because, like, I don't need any of that stuff for yeah. the, the monologue. Yeah. But... It just like you know how you kind of get into a mental place <laughs> yeah. when you're getting ready to perform. Y-
0: you feel safe, and then something just. doesn't.
1: <laughs> work. I, I, I was in my safe space. Yeah, That's was, right. I was in. Yeah. I was in my late night yeah. safe space. And then, and, and then, yeah. And Microsoft ruined it. Bill <laughs> Gates strikes again.
0: He always ruins things. Don't
1: he's know. he's probably given my computer a vaccine. <laughs> it's what it's. Got and now and now it's autistic. Uh, oh yeah, that's, now that's it's great, autistic. It's, that's just, everything's just going wacko. I'm oh about yeah. to just close this. I don't. I don't, I don't need it. I don't, I don't need know. it. Are you sure about that? I don't need it. <laughs> I know that was a slow answer, but I don't. I don't need it. Oh, so yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking about the hashtag laptop from hell that was trending on Twitter, but only okay. barely, by the way, Okay. because there's a big story literally breaking as we speak yeah. about Hunter Biden, Joe mm-hmm. Biden's son, mm-hmm. the, the crack smoker, not the one that's dead.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: the, the one that'll soon be dead the one that's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, cause I've already seen the memes of, uh, like Hillary's waiting on him and all oh, that boy. stuff. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they've got pictures on him so this guy listen to this guy this is a winner okay. by the way this okay. is how you know you're this is how you know you're winning as Charlie Sheen would put it so this guy you know yeah. likes to likes to imbibe a little crack cooking you know likes to likes to do a little crack likes to likes to have a little fornication with girls of suspicious age ranges well,
2: I, yeah, little I, I a little bit that. I have heard.
1: And then and here's the thing, and I'm not condoning any of that activity for obvious legal reasons. Right, but if right. you are gonna do those things, what you don't do is then like take photographic evidence of yourself yeah. and then put it on your laptop. <laughs> Why would he do And then okay, but, but like there's layers to this onion, right? Okay. And then if you're gonna put that photographic evidence on your laptop for uh-huh. I guess your spank bank for later, I don't know what you <laughs> know. what you kids do. <laughs> Um, by the way, I think Hunter Biden's like 50. So if he's, if he's older than like 17, he's in yikes trouble now, but he's 50. Then he takes his laptop to like a repair place because like there's something wrong with his laptop. So he's going to the Apple store or whatever saying, Hey, you fixed my Mac. And. Like I actually believe it or not, back in my old business days when I had the print store, um, I sublet one of our offices to a guy who did that. He did like computer repair and stuff. Okay. Okay. Which, by the way, anytime for ninety percent of people that go to a computer repair place, it's it's your power supply. Just. Just so you know. Just yeah. Just so (laughs) you know. Just go buy a new power supply, supply. You're done. Um, but you know, those people are not like Catholic priests. Like right. they, like, it's not a confessional <laughs> where you go and you show them your kitty porn and they just keep it to themselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's
1: not what that is.
0: Kind of like, kind of like those kids in the eighties that develop your film. Remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Like there was, I think I actually, I'm old enough to still remember, when they were still developing film, maybe uh-huh. like in the early 2000s ish, yeah, 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 and people would do that. People would bring in film, and the companies, by and large, would say, "It's none of our business what's right. on the film." Right. But if it's just obvious, yeah, like if it's just obvious <laughs> illegal activity and they're just wanting sure. it then you got to say something. <laughs> so that's kind of what this situation is is that they're they're it's it's not like doctor client privilege. Right, right. You he's got these pictures and to be fair, I don't I don't know if the computer place necessarily was like, "Oh, we're going to do our civic duty." I think it's more they wanted to leak it because, you know, we're going to be famous type thing, but yeah, it, yeah. It, the motivation's irrelevant. The point yeah. being is, is that it got out. <laughs> wow. And so there's a couple things I wanted to say about that because we're not going to talk about it the rest of the show okay. and we're probably never going to talk about it again. Okay. And I'll explain why at the end. So first of all, it's out there and the fact that you basically can't find it on major social media right. and in corporate press, like, I'm not so naive that I don't know that they don't cheat. Like, trust me, us at this program, we know how the algorithms work as in they don't work for us. Yes. We, we, right. we totally get that. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're like a week away from ditching viewer mail because we've lost viewer mail. We oh, I'm ahead. now having to go out and find people for viewer mail as opposed <laughs> to the other way around. You're getting Because people don't see our posts anymore. Pages aren't okay. dead. Gotcha. So trust me, I know how crooked social media is. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, with that said, I've always kind of operated with this attitude of, well, we all know they're crooked, but like the, the analogy I gave our friend, Suzanne Sherman is like, if a nuke went off in Houston, uh-huh. they wouldn't tell people in Austin that it didn't happen. Cause it would be obvious that yeah. it happened. Yeah. Now they might spin, by the way, uh-huh. they might spin the story to make you think the, the, the why and the how. Uh huh. But they couldn't just simply deny it existed because right. it's just, it's just, it's leaked too hard. It's yeah, too big. For sure. And this is actually a story where we're literally witnessing, as as Michael Malice would put it, we're, we're literally witnessing the blue pill being constructed in real time in front of our faces. Yeah. That it's out there and everyone has seen the funny pictures of him with, passed out with the crack pipe sticking out mm-hmm. of his mouth. Now, granted, I don't think they leaked the underage kid pictures, because obviously that's child pornography. That's bad. But it's out there. We Uh know this happened. And by the way, the, the more like prescient political story is the connections of the Ukrainian businesses and Hunter and his father, who oh, just so happens to be running for president in the United oh, yeah. States <laughs> and, and how Biden has said, oh, I've never met those people. And yet you have pictures of him standing next to those people. <laughs> so, uh, so the point being is, is that that's more like the political fallout, but the more personal fallout for our dear friend Hunter is... Like if you or I got caught with a laptop that had pictures of us in it doing illegal drugs and like snorting lines off of the ass of a girl who looks like she's 14, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're in trouble big time. Like there's no, there's no, it's really kind of a little hard to explain that away. And by the way, the press wouldn't be defending you. Right. They would put that crap out there for the whole world to see. Like even if there was
0: your child of revenge, buddy,
1: even if there was a (laughs) legitimate excuse for you, they wouldn't hear that. They would put it all out there first. Yeah because that's how the kind of the court of public opinion works, sure, right? Sure, they yeah. put out all the bad stuff first. And then if it just so happens to be found that you're yeah. not guilty, that's on the page of like 17 yeah. D, you know, yeah. in the back.
0: Makes you wonder if it was Trump's son, what they would do.
1: Oh, I mean, if it were Donald Jr., he'd like, he'd, he'd be drugged through the streets, right? I mean, he'd be in, he'd be in jail right this yeah. second pending yeah. indictment. A hundred percent. yeah. Um, But the point being is, is that, It happened and it's amazing how hard they're working to make it go away. Yeah. And how you can go on places like Twitter and Facebook. I know a lot of people were talking about the New York Post article from a week ago where you would share it and they would literally just, they would just delete it or throttle your account. And they were saying, oh, like, so Twitter's excuse was, is that, well, this is unverified right now. So since it's unverified, we're not going to let it, like, we're not just going to let unverified leaks propagate. Right. Yet when there's unverified leaks of Donald Trump, say for instance, his tax returns, uh-huh. they didn't stop them. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, wow, you know, hypocrites are being hypocritical. Imagine my surprise. Yeah. Wow. But the point being is, is that this is one is so big and so out there yeah. that you would think that it's time for them to start spinning the story, not deleting it, but they're yeah. just full on deleting its existence. It's amazing. Yeah. But this is what I want to conclude with on this, and we're done talking about it. We may bring it back up if, like, Hunter literally gets arrested, Uh um, or if, like, Joe Biden drops out of the race next week because of the shame, then we Uh obviously would discuss it. But pending that, we're not. And I'll tell you, this is exactly why it doesn't matter. I mean that when I say it. It doesn't it's matter. Bad. It doesn't matter. And let me, and, and if someone was like, well, Alan, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Look at blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't matter. And this is why. The people who were going to vote for Trump would vote for Trump, even if he literally walked out in, on the, white, on the uh-huh. steps of the White House and yep. blew someone's brains out. That's right. They would figure out a way to explain why he needed to do it. Yeah. The people who are going to vote for, like, they're actually enthusiastic voters now. Yeah. who I'm talking about. Like, yeah. the people who are like... I gotta like the most important thing in my life right now is vote blue no matter who. Yeah. Those people are gonna vote for Joe Biden because they are like they already know he's got credible rape allegations and he probably has dementia and the the touching and the sniffing yeah. and and the ninety-four crime bill and everything in uh, between. Yeah. Like they've they've already swallowed all of that. Because it's more important for them to be anti-Trump than it is to be pro-someone with any dignity or principles at all. Right. So they'll swallow this too. Yeah. This doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: They'll overlook it like it's no big deal.
1: It doesn't matter. That's, that's the thing. Oh, it's and
0: not actually Biden. It's just his So, son
1: so you might, you might recall, um. I mean, probably a month ago at this point, I had actually said that I wasn't ready to make a prediction just yet on the election. Okay. Because they're still like, both candidates are so terrible. There's still <laughs> plenty of time for them to one up each other. Oh yeah. Not in a good way. One, yeah. one up or I guess one down each other uh-huh. in how bad they can be. Oh yeah. And this is the most, this is the latest one for the Biden regime. Uh there's still time there's still time there's still time for trump to do something insane like we could still bomb iran or something ridiculous
0: nine days right
1: (laughs) yeah exactly there's still time uh but with that said i think i'm ready to make a prediction okay and i'm gonna make that prediction after the break okay don't go away If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. You ready for that prediction? I sure am. (laughs) So I think despite the latest news. Uh Uh-huh. Despite the whole Hunter Biden and Ukraine and his dad's ties to uh-huh. everything uh-huh. while he was in, under the Obama administration, I think Biden's going to win.
0: Wow. I I hope not.
1: Well, you're wrong because he's – I mean, I don't I, – well, first of all, why do you hope not? Because why do you think Trump's any better?
0: Why do I think Trump's better?
1: Because I'm, I'm setting you up, by the better, way, because I'm going to destroy you. But go ahead.
0: I worry I, – I really honestly – I worry about that situation, not because of Biden. Biden doesn't scare me. And if it was Biden, who cares? I don't care if Donald Trump or Biden are president. Kamala Harris scares the hell out of me. Well, I don't want her to—I saw a meme the other day, and I wish we could pull this up. There's a picture of her holding him in a wheelchair, and she's walking him down a cliff, and we, then she dumps him over the freaking edge. That's did, what I'm yeah. afraid of. She's crazy. Donald Trump might be mean, Donald Trump might be weird, Donald Trump might say rude things, might be crazy, but at least he's not, like, kill everybody and put everyone in prison for the rest of their lives. Kamala Harris, she's going to arrest me for being a white guy.
1: You're right. Trump is only the, uh, you know, take the guns first, due process second. Yeah, he's only that guy.
0: Yeah, but at least he isn't going to throw me away for being white.
1: They're not either. That's you. you sound like such a conservative boomer. Yeah. Just well, stop that I can't crap. help it. Like
0: I said, I'm a recovering conservative.
1: So yeah, you are. That yeah, and out. you sound, and by the way, that's, so that's, that's the, that's the story for next week. But I'm so we've not got voting. We've got one more, we've got one more episode before uh-huh. the election. Okay. So next week's episode is going to be the one where I'm going to talk about why I don't vote okay. and, and why what you just said is boomer nonsense. <laughs> Um, cause I, cause I've seen a very disappointing, like you want to talk about how, how far the liberty movement, which doesn't exist, yeah. has fallen is uh-huh. you see the people that are carrying so much water for Donald Trump because of how bad a Biden Harris administration would be. Right. And it would be bad.
0: Yeah. It'd be very but bad.
1: But like the progressives, the progressive have you by the absolute balls because they're willing to lose. Like, uh-huh. like all the bluster. All the we got to get Trump out. We got to restore dignity to the yeah. White House. All that BS. It's they they do all, they do believe all that. Yeah. But they're willing to lose because they win the long game. Because we're moving ever leftward every single year, every single election cycle. And
0: it's like nothing you can do about it. They're, they're winning. winning.
1: They're not losing. Even if they lose this particular presidential election, I mean, you look at, you look at the exploding debt under Trump. Uh Yeah. You, you look at the economy right now and granted I understand states closing down is not necessarily his problem, but he's done a terrible job of distancing himself from the COVID crisis, by the way. He did a, he could (laughs) have done a better job in the, in the first, I mean, anyone could have done a better (laughs) job in the first (laughs) (laughs) debate. But the point being is, is that we are moving ever leftward under a Trump regime. There was no draining the swamp. All the swamp monsters got every, uh, it was a, it was an all you could eat buffet. Um, and, and as soon as Trump is out in 2024, the Republicans will lose the house. Whoever, whoever the Democrat is that runs, I'm willing to bet it'll be a better candidate than Biden just because, and Clinton and Hillary by that, by that, just because how can you get worse? Right. Like, (laughs)
0: I, I, I mean, imagine it could get worse.
1: No, I, I, I disagree completely. I, I disagree completely. So Biden is a a fifty year politi- yeah. political veteran yeah. who literally has dementia. Yeah. And Hillary is ba- literally top five worst human beings on the planet. So no, it couldn't get worse. You're wrong. Okay. Um, they I, will I, I find someone right. like a Mayor Pete. Remember, remember, boot edge uh-huh. edge. Uh-huh. They'll find someone like a Mayor Pete, and they'll and they'll bring him in there. And of course, he's not different in any in any real terms. But he'll be a little bit younger and a little bit more polished and, a, and he won't be quite as mucked up in the swamp from 50 years yeah. in politics like a Biden. And he'll win because the GOP is going to be a dumpster fire as soon as Trump's This isn't even the topic of the show, I by the way. It's like, this is your fault. Uh, this is your fault. I know. I You're supposed like, to. You can't. I don't know. You got to reel this thing in. I'm I still trying think. to fix this, by the way. <laughs> and, and, I, and now I'm sitting here talking to you and we haven't even. blank. What time is it? It's time for... Maiden of the week. Hark! The Archduke's son hath brought great shame upon us. Verily I doth witness the prince betting yon wench, smoketh crack, and accepteth bribery, all in his father's name. These tidings transpired not (laughs) that by the way for people that might not be aware that last frame looks the best because that looks like jack from twitter and zuck from facebook that's why (laughs) in case you can't quite see it on the screen that's why that one looks so good Um, the art is beautiful i yeah that actually so that was not the meme of the week the meme of the week was going to be um was going to be like a Disney thing, but that's oh, okay. just too good. That's, that's, that's better. Yeah, I know that's, 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 that's too good. Um,
0: wow. <laughs> that's exactly how it's going to go down. So, I mean, we're not lying to you. you know? Well,
1: you know, okay. The <laughs> last thing I'm going to say about Hunter Biden is I, I'd said, we're not going to talk about it anymore unless like there's a huge development to the story. Right. I think it's just, it's over. Like, yeah. like everyone will, everyone will be outraged for 15 seconds then it'll be like, it never happened because yeah. that's how things tend to go. Yep. Um, maybe by this time next week, he'll actually like be in jail somewhere. In that case, we'll, we'll discuss it. But you know what? Just, just since, just since we were kind of off the reservation there for a bit, maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about, I've got my article about not voting and and that's going to be the main point of next week because it's the last show before the election. So we'll, we'll discuss that and we'll discuss why why I don't vote. Like no matter how, no matter how much you might want to play that game of, well, it's an imperfect world, defensive voting, all that. So we'll discuss that next week, but we'll save time for Hunter Biden if he's in jail. That's all I'm saying. True. Uh, Let's answer some viewer mail. I know. Do you like that? That's excellent. Well, thank you. I thought I thought you might like that one.
0: Oh, that was that was very entertaining.
1: Uh, Suzanne Sherman writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, do you think Zoom will replace Pornhub?" So, so Suzanne's talking about uh, yeah, Tubin. What's his face from CNN? He oh yeah yeah he yeah. he got caught doing a little doing yeah. a little expose, if yeah. you will. Yeah. On, on Zoom when they were having a meeting. <laughs> so Zoom will will not replace Pornhub because the people you're having professional meetings with on Zoom don't look like the people on Pornhub. No. Mm. That's the only so. reason why. I mean, I mean, I guess you're getting the same kind of content nowadays, but they don't look <laughs> like the same people. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear, Dear Alan and Blake, if his meth-addled son makes his political aspirations go to pot, will Biden put a lid on it? Or will he drop a dime? At least Cammy didn't blow it. He he. Andrew couldn't help himself this way. He was just like, he wanted to fit like all three of those in there in one, in one viewer <laughs> did, mail post. He did good. He did good. So, so as I said a second ago, despite all of the craziness around that story, um, no, no. I don't think Biden's political aspirations have gone to pot because I think the decided are decided. And I think the, um. The, 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 the centrist like swing voters probably Uh don't even know what we're talking about. Right. Right. They, they, and they, and they don't watch this show because we can't even get, we can't even reach our own fans. I know. (laughs) So we can't reach them either. So there you go. Uh, Let's see who's next. It is Clay Davis who writes, dear Alan and Blake, it has recently been mentioned in the comments of your show that it's too late needs a field reporter. Does it? And how might the selection process go? If so.
0: That's, that's an interesting have we got question. a budget? I mean.
1: <laughs> well, so what Clay is meaning to say is, I think what Clay's trying to say is, is that he wants to be the field reporter. And and I would be happy to have Clay be yes. the field reporter too. Definitely. But if you want to make money as a field reporter, yeah. you'll either have to go somewhere else <laughs> or or people who want Clay to be hired as the field reporter sure. for it's too late sure. will have to go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Yep. And pay Clay's salary. That's right. Because
0: he would be expensive.
1: That's the only way. <laughs> I mean, and and I really use the term salary loosely here, because yes. he'll get paid about as much as 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 Rob does yeah. and as you do. <laughs> yeah. And which is Nothing. which is a handsome sum.
0: <laughs> oh well. The yeah.
1: laughing is ruining it. It's absolutely do, ruining it.
0: Yeah, we we do this because we're lightness uh, of our hearts.
1: Bob Smiley writes, in y'all's opinion, which, what elected office, local, state, or federal is the most powerful? So I, I, I feel like what Bob might be trying to bring up is like maybe which is more relevant to the actual run of the mill voter. Um, but that's not how he worked. He weren't it most powerful. Most powerful yeah. far and away is federal because Definitely. we live in a federal supremacy. That's right. what... Like whatever you learned you in third it, grade didn't. social studies about the constitution and the separation of powers and federalism, which, I mean, the answer is you didn't learn anything about that because they don't teach anything in public schools, but if you did forget all about it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. We, we live in a dictatorship. It's a federal supremacy. Your state doesn't matter. Your town doesn't matter what, what the God King says goes. So that's just how it is. Um, Jeff Johnson writes, "Dear Alan and Blank, is there really a man in the moon, or is that just Hunter Biden smoking crack again?" Um, people, these questions
0: are just going to the dogs, aren't? Yeah, me? but I'd say no, it's Hunter Biden smoking crack.
1: I, now I'm not even upset about us losing all of our reach on the page because this is what we get. <laughs> Like we used to get like actual genuine questions, yeah, like, like they wanted to know something about you. So they would yeah. say, Hey Blake, how about this? Yeah. Now they say, here's, here's the question, but it's actually just shade for my funny remark. <laughs> These people, you know, go host your own show.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> go you host your own show. You can
0: be a band like us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so go, go to the page and yep. let us know what you think so we can ban you. Remember yeah, I, remember when I used to say that?
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: It's been a while since I've banned anybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there really aren't that many people out the ban because there's really no one seeing us. So,
1: yeah, Anyhow, yeah. I depressing. used to. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I have banned people oh, from I know, the page, I know. but it's been a while.
0: But now I'm thinking about why don't you unban them just so that we have some more guests?
1: No, because <laughs> to be honest with you, the majority of the people that I've banned uh-huh. have not been wayward, statist or commies yeah. who have wandered in. It's actually been other libertarians who. <laughs> True. Are just <laughs> neck beards to the upteenth degree, and yeah, I just go, oh, I can't deal with that's you. That's true. That's true. It's true. Uh, finally, Jonathan Carranza writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, does Blake breed those velociraptors? If so, can I order some? Blake, do you breed
0: those things?" <laughs> you mean the South American rias? They're not velociraptors. They're just big birds. No, they're. Uh, they're I've seen them.
1: They're raptors. We have five
0: eggs so far. So, uh, and we're not actually breeding the birds at this point. We plan to, and when we do. Yes, we will sell them.
1: So I think Jonathan actually has a place out in Washington State, and they've got some animals. So, I, so Jonathan wants a raptor. Can you hook him up?
0: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when we got a when we got some uh, bro, when we got a broody male hanging out and getting ready. So,
1: just just be warned. This is also the guy that asked us like seventeen weeks in a row about skull decorations. So uh, just 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 keep yeah. that file I, I, that away. Yeah, you, for yeah, your own. You
0: don't eat Rhea. It's yeah. not a very good bird to eat.
1: So Jonathan. <laughs> There, there you go, go. Um, God, we're, we're so far over time I know isn't it, it
0: crazy today we're having fun though are we yeah we're having fun are I we think we're having fun. I'm having fun are you having fun
1: I could take it or leave it <laughs> we'll be right back after this don't go away Uh, have, a, I have a couple of actual stories, uh, in the stack to talk about today that Good. have nothing to do with the election. Okay. Because, because, hey, I, let's
0: take a break from the election, right? Why not?
1: Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's, let's just take a break here. Let's just have a, let's have a moment. <laughs> I'm feeling a little like worn out already. We're like not even halfway through this damn thing. <laughs> but, of course, we're done with the viewer mail, so everyone's tuned out regardless. Yeah, right? It doesn't even matter anymore. Exactly. No one's watching. So
0: now you can just be mad. No.
1: So this show is live, so that's why I can't talk to chat, because right. I'm sitting here at the desk. Right. I'm live. Yeah. This is happening in real time.
0: In real time. Correct. But
1: But if I was in chat, yes. I, w- I would be, like, checking to see who's still around.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I bet our home. I bet our top fans are yeah like um Suzanne and uh-huh. and David Willemowski and yeah. yeah Celeste and Sherry Celeste yeah no Sherry's not here oh really no nah, Sherry's not Mary here Sherry's not here Maybe. Lyle Durio's here yeah Lyle's awesome yeah
0: who else Dave
1: no that was it no okay okay <laughs> no, that all was right. it <laughs> sorry I, okay. all right break time over folks yep okay why America is experiencing two very different economic recoveries. Okay. So blank, that would have been the time to pull up the article when I was reading the headline. Well, it's too late now. You might as well get rid of it. I've oh, already yeah. read it. I've already read it. You're the worst. I can't even there work you <laughs> with you. So evidence suggests the disparity in unemployment stems in large part from the different ways states are approaching the coronavirus. You mm-hmm. don't say. So this is by John Miltmore over at FEE. Here's a couple of just leading, uh, a few leading off hitters before we get into this. Okay. New estimates put the economic losses at more than $16 and the United States saw its GDP shrink 9.5% between April and June, the largest drop in modern times. Wow. While macroeconomic data is useful, it doesn't tell the full story. Uh, It's important to understand these economic losses have resulted in severe pain for people around the world, especially the poor, which, by the way, as as Tom Woods has spoken about, as we've talked about on this program, it's so easy to support lockdowns when you're trying to save the lives of like seven people at risk. but. What that totally, like, they, they always, I I say this on the show all the time, don't ever let your opponents have the moral high ground. Right. Because that's, that's where they live and breed. Yeah. They say, well, we are morally superior to you because we're the ones that care about the plot of the poor disenfranchised folk. Right. And you're just the greedy capitalist pig who doesn't care who you stomp on on the way to your filling out, you know, you're the monopoly guy and you've got your sacks of money. Yeah that's just categorically false. If these people cared about the poor and dispossessed at all, they would not be supporting those types of policies because the poor and dispossessed are going to be the ones that always hurt in the long run the most. So listen to this. A new Columbia university study shows that 8 million Americans have slipped into poverty since May. Meanwhile, a recent World Bank study projects as many as 150 million people around the world are projected to slip into extreme poverty by 2021. That's if you only want to look just purely at Americans, that's 8 million. That's people who were firmly in the middle class who are now going to fall under the poverty line. Yeah. Just the News recently published a breakdown of state unemployment data for August. Based on the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the figures showed that nationally the unemployment rate was 8.4%. But the economic pain was not distributed equally across blue, red, and purple states. Right. So, so here's uh, a quote from uh, Carrie Sheffield. In red states, those voting Republican for president in all four of the last four elections, the combined unemployment rate stood at 6.6%, not 8.4. Among blue states, those that voted Democrat in all four of the last four presidential elections, the figure was 10.5%. Among purple states, uh, split between two or three parties, uh, the unemployment figure was 7.8%. The data also shows that of the 10 states with the lowest rates of unemployment, nine of them have GOP governors. So the point they're making is, is that the states who had the least restrictive lockdown and mandate measures, the ones who, of the ones who did have measures, the ones who probably opened up the quickest, nine of those 10 lowest unemployment. However, by the way, the lone exception was Montana. I didn't realize Montana had a democratic governor, but there you go. Mm. While nine of the 10 states with the highest rate of unemployment are led by Democrats, the lone exception being Massachusetts. Evidence suggests the disparity stems in large part from the different ways states are approaching the coronavirus. Red states, particularly ones like South Dakota, Utah, Oklahoma, Idaho, have been much less inclined to restrict economic freedom during the pandemic. Blue states, on the other hand, most proactive in limiting economic activity in attempt to limit the spread of the virus. That includes California, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New York, Connecticut. So one might argue, here's a, here's a little bit of a, on the other hand, one might argue that these states could have had high unemployment rates before the pandemic, but the Bureau of Labor, uh, Labor Statistics data from earlier this year shows that's not the case. Government figures from January. So before, because I'd say it's probably about end of March, early April when, yeah, when crap, it really started to hit. The, the feces hit the oscillating unit. Yes. Uh, In January, 2020, so that just two states had unemployment higher than 5%, Alaska, 6.1, Mississippi, Uh 5.7. Meanwhile, blue states of California, 3.9%, New Jersey, 3.5%, Rhode Island, 3.5%, New York, 4%, Connecticut, 3.7% had rates of unemployment close to the national average. Uh Wow. That's talk about exploding. So the data suggests that the economic recovery of many US states is being inhibited by government regulations. Imagine that. Can
0: you believe
1: it? Yeah, I know. That's like what I mean a
0: slap in the face.
1: So John is writing very academically here, which I, uh-huh. I certainly can appreciate, but that's like that's like obvious statement one oh one right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, A recent Wall Street Journal article also recently pointed out that the strong economic recovery in the South is at least partially due to less fear of the virus. Now that's, that's an interesting point. It's not because while obviously I'm not a doomer, I'm not a lockdowner. um, I think the government response to the coronavirus has been absolutely disastrous and unwarranted. I'm not even so much debating the data of the virus specifically today. What I'm pointing out is, is that it's just categorically true that fear of the virus Uh has been a much more dangerous aspect of the economic recovery and the lockdowns beforehand than the actual results of the virus. It's been the fear of the virus Uh that has driven policy, not actual data. Right. For all the people that say, "Well, just trust the science." The science is not leading the conversation. Exactly. It is fear that has led the conversation. Yes. That's such an important distinction. Uh-huh. Just, just as it is equally important to dis- to distinguish that it it is not it is not the coronavirus that caused these economic problems. It is government response to the coronavirus exactly. that has caused these problems. While it's unclear if these regulations are having a positive effect, New Jersey and New York have the highest COVID-19 death tolls in the country and Rhode Island and Connecticut are not far behind. The consequences of government imposed lockdowns have been abundantly clear for months. And by the way, this is also, this article is also not going into um, the increase in suicide rates, um, the thoughts of suicide amongst Uh young people. Uh, When you you talk about other diseases, talk about cancer screenings, all um, just general outpatient surgeries, things that have been put off because they were trying to flatten the curve, which Mm. by the way, that basically was never a curve. Um, The most recent unemployment data are one part of a larger economic picture that shows so far red states are doing a better job of balancing the need to save both lives and livelihoods. We've seen blue states using a pandemic as an opportunity to expand government control, impose excessive lockdowns not rooted in data, favor politically connected groups and allies. You might remember our episode way months ago now when the first stimulus bill came out. We went through line by line the the ridiculous amounts of pork. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, a good producer would have those episodes pulled up so you could reference people what number that is.
0: (laughs) Dude, we would have to plan that ahead of time.
1: You mean this show's not planned ahead of time?
0: No, it's live.
1: Well, the, the show is live, but it's planned ahead of time. Of course we have a whole team of writers. Sure we do. Swear to God. And demand federal bailouts for decades of poor budgeting instead of taking responsibility and confronting their problems head on. Just ask the 8 million newly impoverished Americans. Yep. I tell you what, probably what, in hindsight, like when we look back on 2020, I think the thing that'll probably make me the most raw is that, you know, the feds will continue on, the, the states will continue on as they always have. The mismanaged ones will still continue deficit spending as, as yep. will the federal government far be spending far beyond its means. Um, the deficits will continue to explode. By the way, no matter who's elected president,
2: exactly,
1: the the spending's not going to stop the voters, which I I mean, I have no respect for voters, no matter which way they're voting, quite frankly, but voters will not vote for fiscally responsible candidates. A candidate who goes up to the podium, who says, I will cut all the things that you want because that's responsible. That guy won't get elected.
2: Yeah.
1: People want free stuff, but they also don't want to pay for it. Right. That's, that's how, that's how the cookie crumbles. So those things are not going to change no matter what this data shows. But the real sad thing is that what truly is not going to change is the people that are going to have to bear the brunt of the consequences, whether that day is today in terms of a flagging economy and people slipping into poverty, or whether that day is in the future, be it hyperinflation or, you know, if the bubbles were finally to burst, The people that will suffer will be the, just the regular folks on the street. Yeah. The, the politically connected, the, the, the people receiving the bailouts, the big banks, the major corporations, they're not going to, yeah, maybe their bonuses go from a million to three quarters of a million for a year.
0: Yeah. Maybe. What a terrible loss.
1: I know. What a terrible loss. That's, that they're not going to feel it.
0: Yeah. Not like the
1: rest of us. Not, not the small business owner who's, you know, taxes, eventually taxes are going to go up to pay for this nightmare. Yeah. While, whether it's locally or at Uh your state level or whatever. While at the same time, you're making a fraction of what you were making in the past because you're either forced to close or no one has any money. Right. I wish if, if there was any, if there was just one like political, Thought or theory that I wish I could get just snap my fingers and people could absorb. It would be that it would be that no one in Washington has their best interest at heart. There's no saviors on in that you can vote for. And you're going to ultimately be the one who's going to have to bear the brunt of the responsibility for their actions. Yep. And so maybe instead of trying to pick and choose, maybe you just wipe the slate clean and you don't support any of these jokers. Right. Hey, we're back on schedule a little bit. Well, there you go. Let's take a commercial break. This is, so we're moving on to a separate segment, but I just so happened to see a headline in, Mm -hmm. during the commercial break that in Wisconsin's second largest county, uh, suicides are up nearly 100%. Wow. Among young people. That's, um, as in medical experts are citing the perils of social isolation. That's, that's such a shame. Yeah. I mean there's
0: other indicators. there's other things that are leading to that too, but I mean it's just
1: it's it's unforgivable. Yeah. I mean it's, it's just okay. that's just what it is. It's that and and our friend Jeffrey Tucker, who's who's been a guest on this program in the past, you know, he's he's been leading the charge since day one against the, the lockdowners and the and the doomers. And 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 that's something that he has said before as well, is that when when all of this is behind us and we finally get back to normal, just don't forget the people who put us here. Yeah. Don't forget the people who supported these policies, and particularly don't forget the talking heads, the uh-huh. parrots in the media who propagated it. Don't yeah. ever forgive them. No. This is unforgivable.
0: In a roundabout sort of way, they're murderers.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, they've absolutely yeah. contributed to so many of the societal ills, and it's just—
0: yeah. And they don't care.
1: Well, of course they don't care. Yeah. They'll, be on, they'll be on to the next yeah. thing tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we're moving on. So you might remember Connor Boyack, yeah, who author of the Tuttle Twins yep. uh, series yep. and uh, founder of the Libertas Institute uh-huh. out in Utah. He's been a guest on this program before. Right. And the Tuttle Twins, by the way, has just just taken off like nobody's business. An unbelievably successful children's book series. I think they're I think they're making an animated series now awesome. of the Tuttle Twins. I know we got to have Connor back yeah. to talk about that. He came under attack recently. Really. So there was a socialist critique of the libertarian children's books series, Tuttle Twins, that, that actually drives massive surge in sales, which that's really <laughs> the the good news here. Yeah. The yeah. Tuttle Twin series has already sold more than 1.4 million books. How about that?
2: That's awesome.
1: I know that that really is awesome. Yeah. so this comes from Carrie McDonald. We're writing again for fee. As Connor Boyack recently discovered, there's no such thing as bad publicity. The creator of the popular Tuttle Twins children's book series, which reinforces libertarian values and free market principles, saw his book sales surge after an established progressive magazine wrote a lengthy feature article attacking the books. So it's current affairs, by the way, for people who are wondering, and and you can find that link um, uh, on current affairs. So they published an expletive-laden piece in its July slash August print issue calling libertarianism, quote, one of the most disgraceful political tendencies in the world. Jeez. (laughs) So imagine that. So political, they don't even call it like, they don't even call it a philosophy. They call it a political tendency. But. Imagine thinking libertarianism, which at the crux, Uh the, the basic core tenet of libertarianism, basically being the golden rule, the non-aggression principle. Right. Do unto others. You, you don't initiate force. You believe in voluntary interaction. Yeah. So since you believe in individual liberty Uh and, and voluntary exchange, you are quote, one of the most disgraceful political tendencies in the world. That's
0: ridiculous. My God. That guy's a
2: disgrace.
1: Apparently not everyone agreed with the far left writer, Rob Larson. So if that's who you're wondering, Rob Larson, who you're looking for, that a political philosophy grounded in individual rights, personal responsibility and consent is disgraceful. Soon after the article appeared online at the end of September, Boyack noted the record sales of Tuttle Twins books, which have already sold more than 1.4 million copies. This is from Connor. Uh, Overall, it's clear the author, a dedicated socialist, has a fundamental disagreement with our values and perspectives. When a socialist calls your free market literature a cliche-ridden heap of steaming garbage, it's not a criticism. It's a badge of honor you wear proudly. It means we're doing something right to provoke this kind of ire from someone who sees liberty as, quote, one of the most disgraceful political tendencies in the world. The magazine took great care to craft its Tuttle Twins critique, including creating custom illustrations to match the style of Tuttle Twins illustrator, Elijah Stanfield, who the writer demeans and dismisses because he quote, produced campaign videos for Ron Paul's 2012 presidential campaign in case you were thinking of letting him off the hook. Like that's, that is the only caveat that, that Rob Larson has with the illustrations is well, The illustrations are pretty good, but they were done by someone who supported Ron Paul. Oh, no. Anyway, the Tuttle Twins books takes libertarian and free market themes and texts and makes them accessible to children. For example, Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law incorporates ideas from Frederick Bastiat's essay, The Law. And the Tuttle Twins in the Search for Atlas highlights the messages from Ayn Rand's book, Atlas Shrugged. There's even a book that illustrates the themes from fee founder Leonard Reed's classic 1958 essay, I, Pencil. The Tuttle Twins and the Miraculous Pencil reinforces the economic principles of spontaneous order and human cooperation. Boyack said he was actually impressed to see that they invested the amount of time they did in developing their harsh Tuttle Twins review, rather than the cursory attack his books got from left-wing media Outlook Salon in 2017. These continued condemnations from the left drive Boyac to produce more content and to elevate the book's reach. In fact, last week, Newsweek reported that the Tuttle Twins content will appear as a new animated video series produced cool. by VidAngel in 2021. That sounds really cool. Yeah. We need, a, we need an animated video series.
0: Yes, we do. We definitely
1: do. What would we call that?
0: Frustration?
1: No, you're. <laughs> you're probably the least creative person on planet earth <laughs> i was thinking um you know like the adventures of blake and Allen, and then you yeah, have a you subtitle go. for that episode sure like sure. um i don't
2: know
1: the, the 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 case of the microsoft update <laughs> i don't i don't know yeah. now i'm the i'm now i'm the least yeah, creative yeah. person yeah. These themes are what current affairs article calls libertarian propaganda for defenseless kids. Now, huh. current affairs thinks the Tuttle Twins series is propaganda for defenseless kids, defenseless kids, but they're just socialist tripe and yeah. the public education system at large is something to be celebrated. But Tuttle Twins is propaganda for defenseless kids. While obviously not acknowledging that much of what today's public school children, I'm like, I'm like yeah. prescient. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, experience in their classrooms is propaganda from the left. Indeed, as I recently wrote, the nation's teachers' unions have long been deeply connected to the Democratic Party and left-wing ideology, pushing their progressive agenda agenda in both politics and in the classroom. According to Boyack, the left has dominated the education of the rising generation for decades. Teachers see their students increasingly as the front line of battle for the future of our nation. For too long, parents have surrendered their children to the indoctrination of these social reformers. The Tuttle Twins is finally giving parents a shield to defend their kids and a sword to fight back. Our ideological enemy isn't used to phasing organized opposition. We present a threat to those who want to continue molding the minds of kids to support socialism. So that, that kind of reminds me of the, uh, how's, how's the phrase go of, if you, if you keep sending your kids to Caesar, then you shouldn't be surprised when they come back as Romans. Is something along those lines.
0: Well, that, that's fairly accurate.
1: So, God, we have to have Carrie McDonald on the show, too. People actually don't know that we're working on a documentary that we're not ready to announce yeah. yet. But yeah. some of these themes are going to be in Definitely. the documentary. Definitely. But Man Alive, it's actually something. I believe this is something when we did our last AMA uh-huh. back on the old show before... We switched to the late night. Yeah. Uh, We, we did an AMA and one of the questions that somebody had asked was, is that if you had a magic wand Uh and you could shut down like one federally controlled thing or state controlled Uh thing, what would it be? And I said at that time that a lot of people's popular answer would be the Fed, be the Federal Uh Reserve. Sure. Get rid of the Federal Reserve. You're striking at the root of Leviathan as Uh. they say. And, and, and I, and I have all the respect in the world for that position. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if I had two magic wands, absolutely, that's number two. But I actually said education. Yeah. I, for me, the number one, maybe it's just a a personal project or pet peeve of mine, Uh. but I, I, I've genuinely felt getting getting rid of the educational establishment and, and the state orthodoxy of education uh-huh. having them basically kidnap your kids for 13 yeah. years or more oh yeah and and filling their head with nonsense and and really during the whole pandemic crisis as well so many parents are kind of getting a upfront view oh, yeah. of what's going on at school yeah, maybe their kids at home doing a remote thing and they're yeah. seeing how class goes uh, and they're thinking, they're thinking one of two things or both. They're either thinking, a, oh my god, uh-huh. what the hell is this? Yeah. Or they or perhaps they're also thinking, b, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this myself. Definitely. I don't need them. And and you know what? Both of those are great things to think. Both yeah. of those, both thinking that the educational establishment is grotesque, mm-hmm. and also thinking I could do, I could do for myself. Yeah. I could educate my child. Definitely. That's that's like the silver lining of 2020, I think. Yeah. And we and we've and we've discussed that uh, about uh, Corey DeAngelis talking about school choice yeah. and, and uh, enrollment numbers going. We got God, we got to get so many people on the show. I know. It's been a about. while since we had a several re- week run of guests. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's a combination of a, we kind of do the late night format right. now, and not everyone is down for that, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame people. And the second reason is, is that we're unbelievably lazy. Yes. And by we, I mean Blake. Blake's the producer, so he's supposed to be the one in charge of that, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even—he doesn't even watch the show. I, I push the buttons. Doesn't even watch show. <laughs> I do well, the show. Well, go ahead, go ahead and push the last button. We're going to take our final commercial break. <laughs> our Facebook page it's facebook.com slash TV. you can follow me on Twitter that's at Alan TV. subscribe to our YouTube page it's youtube.com slash TV. you know what I didn't do this week what did you week? not do I didn't tell anyone to go to euthanasia.com and, and I didn't, despite there being plenty of opportunities to. I didn't tell that Rob Larson guy to. Yeah. I didn't tell Hunter Biden to, yeah. or any of the political establishment.
2: Yeah.
1: And but I was trying to be really careful because uh-huh. last week I got pretty hot last week.
0: You did get hot last and, week. And and I remember
1: that. We were talking about a bunch of a bunch about a bunch of R words who yeah. Who think they can vote their way out of this mess? Yes. And then they call themselves libertarians and intellectuals, which is that's a big yikes right yeah. there. So um, next week is going to be a good show. Good. This this one was terrible, but next week eh, it wasn't, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> this is the time of the show where I tell everybody, look, guys, I know that wasn't our best effort. <laughs> just just give me another week. Just give me another week, boss.
0: God. We'll we'll do hey, it. Hey hey, look, the Tuttle twins thing sharp, you know. And honestly, that Hunter Biden thing is going to turn into a—it's going to turn into a real fun circus. Hopefully, then. I don't day. think it will.
1: I think we're done. I think you won't even—it won't even be in the news by this time. Next you, know, you know,
0: I have a question for you. What? You know, they're getting ready to do that presidential debate here in Nashville in a couple of days.
1: Yeah, at Belmont. It's like tomorrow night, right? <laughs> yeah, at Belmont. Yeah, Belmont, which mm-hmm.
0: is right in downtown Nashville. Yep. And now they got a mute button. You seen this mute button
1: yep. thing? Uh-huh. So
0: what do you—you you think that? What do you think they're going to mute Trump the whole time? but no. I have. Uh,
1: they clearly won't. Yeah. They're only going to mute him if he starts just flagrantly violating like the rules like you yeah. did last time. Yeah. But they're not going to just mute him the whole okay. time. See, you're being such no. a boomer con no, here. I, I Jesus think, Christ. I, I,
0: think, I think that they're going to use that mute button so much that nope. it's going to become irritating.
1: No, on they're not. Them,
0: not just but on both of them.
1: No, they're not. They're not going to use the mute button very much. The debate's going to be a lot more muted than the last one, but no, no yeah. pun intended. Um, No matter who wins the election, there's not going to be any great doom and gloom. There's not going to be any secession movement. Life is going to go on, and the Ronin will magically disappear in a few weeks. I just told you the future, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't believe that, you just haven't been paying attention. Get over the boomer con nonsense. I think I was talking, Blake. Could you just just cool off for like five seconds? You've been (laughs) spouting boomer nonsense like this entire episode. I swear to God. I know why. It's because you don't even watch this show. And hey. your opinion hasn't changed at all because you don't even watch the show. I don't know about that. You don't even watch it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. And we will see you next week.